What is good, guys? It is your Boston Brit, and I'm back with a brand new episode of The Garden Party. Again, joined by Josh. Josh, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well, um, you know, in spite of the Jekyll and Hyde 2021 Boston Celtics. <laughs> exactly. And to be fair, you know, last last week I did a, a sum up of how I would sum up the week. A uh, little quote. Obviously, it was about... Uh, private picks this week i've got a little bit cleaner if you want to call it that yeah and i've gone you know how, how can this week be summed up i actually think why does my camera always do that <laughs> it always does it what's happened to disconnect it just does it yeah it just it just decides it doesn't fancy it you know this week i've gone a little bit cleaner and i think this week can only be summed up you know, when your mum asks you, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? You go, are you sure of this jersey? You're like, yeah, no, I'd love this. Yeah, I'd love a Marcus Smart jersey. You even send her the link. You show her the images. And then it comes to your birthday. You're really optimistic. You're like, yeah, you know what you're getting. You're happy as Larry. You open it and it's some dodgy knockoff. It hasn't even got a night tick on it. That, that is how I would sum up this week. Just a, a bit of a mixed bag and a total disappointment in the end. So you kind of mean kind of like when... You know, my mum, love you, mum. But like when my mum saw that I wanted Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards and she ordered the original film that is spelt differently called Inglorious Bastards, which was produced in like 1950-something in black and white. Appreciate that, (laughs) mum. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Okay, let's move swiftly on. So let's let's set the uh, decoration now, it wasn't, again, up and down week, poor end to the week as well. But let's start with the Nuggets and the Celtics. Nuggets 99, Celtics 112. It's on Tuesday or Wednesday if you're in the UK. Jalen led with 27 points. Tristan led with 12 rebounds. Tatum led with eight assists. You know, Rob Williams led with five blocks. Now, we are going to talk about Rob Williams a little bit more in this, this week's episode, aren't we? But we outscored the Nuggets in every quarter. Now, that's something that we don't tend to do. I, and that I, to me, that was a great, great performance from us. Mm. Rob Williams also shot 100% from the field. He had it with his eight points, eight rebounds and two assists and five steals. That's a great stat line, to be honest with you, for, for a guy coming off the bench. Um, a few more points could have been added to that, but still great game. And I think we played well you know, throughout, throughout the whole game. Our big three combined for 65 points, you know, Kemba, Jason, and Jalen performing very, very well. And, you know, before this game, we were sitting at 0.500 on the season, which for us is pretty, pretty shit. Now, how would you sum up this game, Josh? Uh, well, it felt like a really nice reaction to the abysmal, uh, you know, what you would have seen if you were a regular listener of the Garden Party was that it felt like the sky was falling last week after that Wizards loss. So it really felt like, you know, what an opportunity to bounce back by playing one of the best teams in basketball current. Well, you know, one of the most exciting teams in basketball, including, you know, one of the most undeniable talents in the league in Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. And it really was that, you know, they did. It was a complete attitude adjustment. Uh, they really fought out there and they were consistently scoring. And most crucially, when it came down to the end of the game, there was no kind of major foot off the gas moment, which we have come to expect this season. 
Exactly. And, you know, Jokic with his 43 points, you know, he came out to play. He came to play, but it just, obviously it just wasn't enough. And like you said, our tempo and everything about our game that night was, was spot on. Couldn't fault yeah. it. Couldn't fault it. So Josh, mm-hmm. do you want to jump, do you want to jump over to the, uh, to the next game, if you unless you've got something else to add, so I was just going to say that uh, you know it was funny to hear Mike Gorman and uh, Scalabrini audibly laughing at how good Jokic was at making shots. And I tweeted uh, that week, you know, that night, I tweeted that no Nikola Jokic shot looks the same. There's it, it really does look like a guy, you know, an old guy going down and schooling kids in a local gym because. It just looks like he's doing everything on the fly. There's no kind of, you know, how most real star players, they're like, I've practiced this shot 10,000 times. Yeah. You know, and that's why I'm able to make that shot. Not Jokic. It's like, oh, I can see this angle. I might, might now just like flick it at the weirdest yeah. angle. Yeah. It's, it's, he's unbelievable. And that was my, my big takeaway from that game, besides a buoyant comeback for the Celtics. Um, but, like you said, you tried to lead me there. Sorry about the diversion. Uh, but I, I ended up at a uh, 122 to 114 loss to the Atlanta Hawks at the Garden on Wednesday night. So it's starting to feel like I'm a bit of a grim reaper in this show because last week <laughs> last week I had that Wizards game, didn't I, to cover? Yeah. And it's, it's nothing but L's again from me this week. Spoiler alert. Um, this really summed up the kind of in- inconsistent nature of the current roster and hi- highlighted the uh, real need for improvement. Um, you know, they need to address the holes in the roster. And that was never clearer than it was. Well, it did become clearer later in the week. We'll get to that. Um, but in this Hawks game, Tatum led the Celtics in scoring with 35 points on 52% shooting, six rebounds, six assists. Brown led in assists with you know, seven assists, but he had a bit of a brutal shooting night for Jay, mm. and he had six from 20. Um, Thompson, Tristan, led the uh, the game in rebounds with just seven once again. Uh, this was, once again, like one of those games where it was really obvious how important Marcus Smart is in his absence. There was no kind of um, gut check moment in his absence. And then obviously Kemba, was absent because of the uh, the back-to-back ruling that they've put into place for him. Um, but most importantly, they just had no answer for Trey Young. He was kind of in control of the pace the whole game. You know, he was also allowed space to make ridiculous shots. And he was super aggressive in transition. And that ended up in uh, 40 points. So he led the game in scoring. It was a missed opportunity uh, for the Celtics to kind of ride some momentum from the Nuggets win. But it felt like maybe they would have a chance to return the favour two days later because they did meet the uh, Hawks again in that second leg of the baseball-style doubleheader, Nathan, didn't they? They did. And, you know, just before we jump on to that one, you know, I just want to do say, I, I do want to say, this one I do say, I've turned into a... Today, Junior! You know, I can't, yeah, that's awful anyway. Tristan, Tristan came out that game. That's one of his better games, you know, 14.7 rebounds, three steals. Now, that's the kind of Tristan Thompson we need. That's the kind of Tristan Thompson we were expecting to sign. He's not been like that throughout the season, to be honest with you. But he has that in the locker, and we need to see that more from him. And like you said, Trey Young, the, the guy, he's such a talent. He is such a talent. You've got to give him credit. 
but my God, some of his shot selection is absolutely disgusting. He'll shoot and it'll go in. I'm like, how, how has this happened? Mm-hmm. How has this happened? I mean, obviously in basketball, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. And I think he, he kind of, you know, he got that. He did get himself into great positions, but some of his shots, I just thought, oh my gosh, we're not going to win tonight if he keeps dropping these yeah. wild, heavily contested shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we should jump on to the next game. The set that, you know, like you said, the double header, the, which we had of the Hawks. The fact we play the Hawks this week as well is mad. We play them three times in the space two weeks. But anyway, Celtics 121, Hawks 109. Kemba led with 28 points, one of Kemba's better games, to be honest with you. Uh, Tatum led with eight rebounds, and Tatum led with six assists. Tristan had another great night again, 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, and one steal. He also shot 88.9% from the field. So for, for Tristan, for a big guy, it's pretty good going. Mm-hmm. Rob Williams was the only scoring we had off the bench, to be honest, with 12 points, seven rebounds. I said two steals and four blocks. Now, in that game, we had, we had, we had great ball movement. Uh, we were a lot better than the previous game against the Hawks. You know, we kept Trey Young at bay to a point, but we also, you know, kept John Collins and Cam Reddish down as well their numbers considerably dropped from, you know, the, the, the first game. Kemba shot five from eight from, from three-point land. Kemba's been hot and cold so much this season. And if you look at last season, you, you know, whenever he took, he's got a weird three-point shot. I mean, he's already up in the air and then he releases it. I find it so, I don't know how he manages it and how he drops it, but it's a cra- crazy form on his shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he's been hot and cold. To be fair, solid performance from everyone, to be honest. But Josh, how would you round this one up? Well, there's an ongoing pattern, isn't there? And it's, you know, from what you've said about the two W's this week, is that when Kemba is aggressive and Kemba's playing well, the team wins. Uh, And and you can say in a smaller way, you can apply that to what you said about Tristan. Mm. The two games that you talked about, Tristan Thompson performing and you know, having that uh, that that punch where you wouldn't usually expect it from the Jays, it really helps. Um, and you even saw that last night. We'll get onto that in a minute. But you saw that last night when Kemble was able to get to the hole. He was aggressive. He was taking his man and not settling for kind of contested, uh, difficult shots. Hail Marys. Mm-hmm. Um, then the the team is able to create so much more space for their other guys, and kind of really put teams in the hole. And I think that's the the main takeaway from that game and also that it was nice to get the Hawks back. And then once again, you were led into a false sense of security of thinking that maybe this team is going to start making a run. Yeah, I think that's that's the one thing that we have. Yeah, as Celtics fans, this season we've gone, right, that was a great win. And you just think, right, now is the time for a bit of momentum. Now is the time that, you know, maybe we're going to pick up the pace and start getting some more wins. And then we get brought straight back down to earth. I'm not going to lie. I was tweeting, you know, when we were 24 points up yesterday, which we're going to jump into that game right now, you know, before we go into a bit of detail, I was tweeting that game. I believe I jinxed it, (laughs) to be honest with you. But Josh, far away at the Sunday game, which was a Sunday game of nightmares. So before I descend into hell... Um, do you want to break the fourth wall and reveal what you were saying in the text, what we were planning for today? 
So basically, what me and Josh plan to do, this is what, start of the fourth quarter? Is it start of the fourth quarter? Yeah, I want to be a complete knob here and distance myself from being the original planner. I was willing to go along with it, but I didn't want to... I, I didn't get as far as you with the planning. You you were ready to go and collect them. We we'd be we'd be shit wedding planners, let's put it that way. <laughs> we would go against all of the bride's wishes. But so me and Josh, what we wanted to do is we wanted to go out and I was I was so close to getting in my car, going down to Tesco and getting some party hats and what they called the little things you stick in your mouth and you blow. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? The little uh... hooters. I don't know what they are. Yeah, what are they called again? I have no idea. They're not so not so you've got party puppets, you've got your hats. The little isn't this go like those little weird Yeah, hats. the ones that go out, but I have no idea what they're called. Yeah, so what are them? So we we were planning to host a full-on party, wear a party hat and literally give it full beans. But to be honest with you, it's not it's not gone it, that way. It blew up in our face because it, it was did. a you know, if you're listening to this, you probably know that the, on Sunday night, there was a, well, Sunday afternoon, there was a 120-115 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans at the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. Well, what is it about this Celtics team and completely capitulating on the holy, on the holy day? Because they, they shat their pants last night. It was an... Excellent first half. Obviously, we mentioned this, that Kemba was super aggressive. They were rolling. Tatum and Brown were getting really, really good looks. Time Lord was making the difference altogether with his kind of hustle rebounds. Mm-hmm. He was super active off the ball, coming, you know, coming up with ridiculous vertical plays that were like, you know, I, I tweeted yesterday that athleticism that we get from Robert Williams is few and far between. There aren't athletes like that all over the league. The guy reaches into the sky, gets rebounds, blocks. He was unbelievable. He was catching alley-oops from, you know, almost the top of the backboard yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it really felt like the Celtics at that point were putting the, the Pelicans in a hole. Uh, their largest lead, as you mentioned before, was 24 points, you know, but all it took was a real increase in ball pressure from the Pelicans and kind of aggressive transition to make the difference. The Celtics just fell apart altogether. They stopped finding the appropriate looks. They stopped looking like a team. They started forcing dribbles into traps and not looking at the open man. Um, Brown was seven from 23, so another rough night this week. Mm. Kemba was eventually... Five from 21. And uh, Tatum was 10 from 24 by his standards, a poor night, even though he led the team in scoring with 32. Uh, Another notable point for me was that uh, Pritchard only got 16 minutes, even though when he was on the court, he, you know, he he was two, two from three and got three assists in that small sample size. Um, and, and unfortunately, he, he spent a lot of time on the bench whilst Kemba was throwing contested threes up. And mm. I, I, I love Kemba Walker as a basketball player, but there has to be a point where you see him hit the back rim so many times that you have to consider giving, sitting him down and letting one of the young guys run because it became painful yesterday. Um, and I think that a lot of it was from poor game management from Stevens 
such as the Pritchard thing that I mentioned, but also, you know, not just putting the pedal to the floor and really, really grinding these teams down. You know, you, they have to find a way to hold leads and bury teams and make sure that it's a completely unobtainable lead. And I think that yesterday, largely due to Stephen's mismanaging rotations and not allowing his kind of first unit to really put the game to bed, they paid a price. And don't get me wrong, the, the Pelicans um, did a really good job pressuring the ball. They became really aggressive. Zion was an immovable object. Mm. And Josh Hart played way beyond his his his, uh, his level pay, pay grade. He was he's a, he's a really good player, but he was he was unbelievable yesterday at times. Super aggressive, led the team really in changing the their spirit. Um, but it's just not right that a team as talented as as the Celtics should look this panicked in situations like that, where you know a half court pressure is applied to them, and they're running into the trap and not knowing where to and turning the ball over across the court. They were relying on contested threes for the majority of the game. And unfortunately, Hail Marys aren't going to, unless you're Trey Young on Tuesday or Wednesday night, mm. um, Hail Marys aren't going to win you the game. Um, sorry, that's the, we knew that I was going to rant today. Didn't <laughs> no, it's fine. To be honest with you, I, 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 can't, I couldn't agree more. I think it was mismanagement by Brad. Even when, you know, we, we had timeouts. We had timeouts. You know, obviously they came in handy in overtime, but, when they're putting so much pressure on, call a timeout. That's, you know, it might not stop it completely, but that is going to, you know, that is going to halt their, you know, the Hawks' aggressiveness straight away. And Brad, I mean, with, with, the, with the rotations as well, like Rob Williams, was, he is a absolute monster. His static jump block from that three-point shot, I don't know who took the three, I can't remember, but my gosh, he always, I, unbelievable. Never seen someone from a static position, get up and block a three-point shot. You know so what that reminded me of is that, for example, you know when you see these kind of high school phenoms, like like mm-hmm. Zion, I guess, but the one that I immediately thought of was uh, Anthony Davis when he was in kind of high school and college. Yeah. And you see them playing against kind of, um, you know, white guys my size for the most part. And, and they're trying to shoot with him on them. And it's just like, catching the ball midair and it really looked like that kind of like one kid who is athletically way beyond everyone else on the court bullying them and not allowing them to even get a shot off that's what it looked like because like you said from a static position to be able to propel yourself with you know instant instant it was it was actually quite unbelievable and And he's he's so aggressive with it as well so aggressive with it i mean when when he blocks you he swats that. He's he is literally he's, he's like it's like clapping cheeks, mate. He absolutely slaps it away. He's yeah, he is. There was one later in the game, wasn't there? When he he I can't remember who he brought. It might have been Zion, and it yeah it was. It, it almost landed in his face. That would have been an iconic block because it, <laughs> you know, he spiked it like um like a volleyball, wouldn't it? Like yeah, like that scene in uh, Meet the Fockers. <laughs> but no i mean rob yeah rob williams was a beast he, 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 i think i think he's deserved in my opinion i think he deserves a start yeah i actually do i think brad should just give him a start and see what he can do i think he deserves it i think he deserves a shot you know especially mm. with his performances this week and he's he's so young he's so young he's got so much talent 
And I think we should utilise that as much as we can because whether he's going to stay at Celtic, I do not know. Yeah, well, that's probably a good time for us to move on to the uh, the who we've got top of the guest list of the garden party today. Definitely. Um, because Rob Williams is conveniently uh, at the top of my list. Um, I've sent him the RSVP. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, in the end of the uh, the game, it felt like last night that he was kind of the remaining bright spot, didn't it? And he, you know, yeah. led, led the team in rebounds. So, you know, some of those ferocious blocks um, totaled up at um, four in total. And it felt like, for me, like you mentioned, it felt like a true arrival for him in terms of being the centre to go forward with. Tice and Thompson both had brilliant weeks, you know, moments this week, mm-hmm. including together, you know, that that two-man lineup had been criticised quite heavily so far this season. But at one point during the Atlanta game, on Friday's Atlanta game, their Twin Towers thing was working so well, throwing lobs to each other. Both of them were absolutely excelling in that um, Friday game. Uh, and Tice has obviously really played his way back into the season. Mm. But Time Lord, just as we mentioned, is just undeniably unique in how athletic he is. His reactions are amazing for someone so young. You know, he's 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 actually got brilliant court vision. He's a vertical threat that really opens up space for his teammates. So I think that he is, you know, he is... He's, he's top of my guest list, but I'm going to do that thing where um, on the invite, you put two hours before the arrival time um, in the hope that he turns up on time uh, because the Time Lord has a pretty atrocious um, you know, past record. <laughs> he, I honestly believe he should start. He should get a start. Look, our situation at the moment as a team is shit. It's pretty shit. Like what? Like what? What? What harm is there going to be from starting Rob Williams? I, I don't. I don't see any negative in this scenario right now. Considering mm. something needs to change, something needs to change, and that could be a catalyst, uh, which could give us some momentum. I don't know, but anyway, my well, inter- sorry, sorry to interrupt. But the interesting thing is that there was a thing. There was a quote from Stevens. I can't remember who reported it, but Stevens earlier this week said that. Um, Williams's minutes are being limited at the moment in the hope that he'll be healthy when it matters later in the season. And I, I'm often a big kind of proponent of let's not react until we get close to the playoffs. I've been saying that on this podcast already. Um, but when you're so painfully inconsistent, that creates a culture of inconsistency. So the only way to really, you know, fight that is to provide consistent minutes for your best players and let a run build let this team put teams in the hole and I think that maybe giving more minutes to the likes of to a degree Pritchard and Williams who have both shown undeniable kind of confidence when they've been on the court aggression and the ability to do what they're asked of so I, 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 I agree with you I think that he should be given more of a chance uh, but I just thought I would note what Stevens had said is that it wasn't kind of a case of not fancying him as a player. Mm. It was a case of trying to sustain his health. Yeah. Now, my guest list this week, obviously, it's been, it's been a... Well, it was quite easy until yesterday where 
to be honest, I wanted to put everyone in the in, in the fucking ban list. Um, <laughs> I was going to put Jeff Teagan there, but that that but that but he's only played how many minutes he's played this week? Nine minutes, I believe, and he's got two rebounds. I mean, just Jeff. Te- oh my gosh. Okay. I yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but some of them were in crunch time in the first Atlanta game, weren't they? Which yeah. absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, we'll leave Jeff Teagan out of this. So my so my 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 guest list this week is Jalen Brown. Now he did obviously his shooting uh stats if you want to call it that you know he got not from four games this week he had 91 points 27 assists and 18 rebounds now for me that's a solid week obviously he could have got more in some of those games because he shot quite poorly uh but still you know him and jason are the only guys that are having to take volume volume shots at the moment because they're the only guys that are scoring and I, I, you know, Brad, what else can you do? What else can you do? You know, you've got Kemba who is hot and cold. Jason is very consistent, and you know, Jalen's very consistent as well. He is very consistent, but they are taking volume shots, so many of them, because otherwise, we are royally fucked. If I'm honest, yeah, because um, we have no scoring off the bench, and it's it's quite poor. But anyway, as a positive, Jalen Brown, you are getting an invite to the garden party this week, and you're gonna have a somber pint i'm always happy to invite Jalen to any party got love for that guy so much love right band list that you put on your band list and why yeah okay so um the posters are on the wall um i've put an ad in the local newspaper what is our local newspaper we've got to think of a name for it the garden gazette no there's (laughs) there's got to be something better but Anyway, the uh, you know top of the uh, band list this week is Trey Young. We mentioned how unbelievable he was in a slightly unconventional manner. He's not smooth like Steph Curry, um, or you know it doesn't seem fluid always. It always seems a little bit herky jerky, but he is undeniably brilliant scorer. Uh, in in many ways, you know, he is able to attack the basket at speed if he gets downhill, uh, but his shooting this week was unbelievable. He scored 40 points in that win over Boston with off 70% shooting on Wednesday night. I mean, that is pretty phenomenal for someone who gets the majority of the looks. And then against an improved Boston team, he still was able to kind of cause issues uh, on the Friday night game with 31 points off 62%, but at the same time facilitating and getting 11 assists. One thing I noticed as well is he's an unbelievable kind of pocket passer for someone yeah. so small. So if you think on court level, someone at his size shouldn't have the vision that he has. Sometimes it's really hard among the trees to see a teammate, but he's, he finds it brilliantly. He does. Kind of dart style passes into the lane. Uh, so he's really nasty to play against as well, obviously, because he can stop on a dime. He basically makes the same play over and over and over and over again. And it's really difficult to stop when he's rolling. You know, he draws fouls at an unbelievable rate, which can get really pissing annoying. Um, so I'm basically mainly on inviting him in the hope that when it comes to this week's game on Wednesday, um, he's uninvited so he doesn't turn up. Um but, you know, it's definitely the most positive version of banning someone there's ever been because all I did was compliment him and then say, so he's banned. Yeah, to be honest, other than my Serge Ibaka 
uh, why he's not coming because he's a wet flannel. Uh, my ban list this week. Now, obviously, I wanted to put Trey Young on there as well because he's just he was an absolute animal. But we can't have two Trey Youngs because yeah, we we would have got absolutely murdered. Now, I'm going to revert to yesterday's game. And it's not necessarily one person in particular, but it is the New Orleans second half performance. You know, Zion was absolutely out of it in the first half. Don't know what he was doing. He was taking a nap, eating a pie, whatever he was doing. And Brandon Ingram wasn't there either, to be honest. But in the second half, they decided to, I don't know what they had at halftime, but they had that bloody secret sauce like they do on Space Jam at halftime. Bugs Bunny feeds it to them. But they came out and they just absolutely crucified us. I have never seen a performance from a Celtics team, you know, other than, <laughs> that is a lie, actually, the Knicks game and the Wizards game. But, you know, in, in the sense of a complete imploding, you know, I, I put a tweet out um, today saying, you know, I now know how the Houston Rockets feel when we came back in 2017 from 26 points. Now, I know how you feel as a fan now because hot is horrible to see, horrible to watch. And, you know, with Zion, Zion with 28 points, you had Ingram with 33 points. Now they just, they tore us a new one. That's, that's, and that was their franchise record, wasn't it? For the biggest comeback yeah. uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. So uh, uh, you got to give, you got to give them credit. That is the kind of like heart and determination, which, you know, I wanted from our bloody teams, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do honestly believe though, I do honestly believe when Marcus Smart comes back into the picture, the Celtics will be a different looking outfit in terms of defense. You know, we haven't played that first half of that Pels game. We played probably the best basketball I've seen us play all season. I don't know what you think, but, you know, going into the second half, it just looked like the team that was playing against the Wizards and the Knicks. It was so baffling that within the space of 15 minutes, we could turn to utter shite. It was it was crazy, 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 crazy. Well, I don't know what you think. It was really bad. Watching it was only made worse by the fact that Daft Punk broke up today. <laughs> and uh, for me, I thought, you know, watching it yesterday, I was like, besides obvious, like, real-life stuff, watching the Celtics' complete capitulation, you know, it doesn't get more frustrating than that. And then this morning... I really like the band Daft Punk. They broke up today. Um, and I'm really just saying this about Daft Punk for an opportunity to skip to that video of the Celtics dancing to some Daft Punk. One more time. And we're back in the building. So, Josh, now, have you got Lenny a last orders this week before we finish up? And to tell you the truth, Gwen, I'm absolutely twatted. Yeah, my last, my last orders are basically, as usual, just going around what's ahead of us. You've got to look forward. We go again, as a wise man once said. Uh, they meet Luca and the Mavs on Tuesday night. Those pesty, pesty, pesky Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday on a back-to-back, so no Kemba again. Um, and then they have the Pacers on Friday night and then a revenge opportunity against the Wizards once again 
on Sunday. Sorry, sports fans, but they've got another Sunday game. So it's a very busy week. And then my final word is that the the roster issues remain the same, everybody. Despite a slightly less horrible week than last week, you know, it's still rough, still a rough Sunday, but it was slightly less horrible than last week. Mm-hmm. The need for improvement in the team remains exactly the same. And I think the situation with waiting to see how the trade deadline goes and what the roster looks like as you head into the postseason, that's what matters. And nothing has changed since last week. So, you know, we await the trades, Danny. Let's see what happens. Can't Danny fucking do something? My God, please. Anyway, guys, that is it for, you know, uh, another episode of The Garden Pie. Again, it's not really a party. It's kind of been the past few weeks. Hopefully, next week, we are going to have a party. Me and Josh are going to buy some party hats and some of those weird fucking zippy things, whatever they're called. And we're going to have a good time. So for now, guys, that is it. Again, thank you for thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you review, share, and like the pod in any way you can. It's only ever going to help me and Josh. And yeah, like I said, hopefully some positivity next week. See you later, guys. Peace. <laughs>